It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, your team every day. That's our motto here over at the Locked On Podcast Network. Make sure to watch the show and subscribe to the show over on our Locked On Panthers YouTube channel. You can also check us out wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Just be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. And be sure to follow me, Julian Council, on Twitter, where every single Friday I answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions. Participate in this week's edition of the weekly Friday mailbag on Locked On Panthers. Either at me or DM me on Twitter over at Julian Council. The Panthers lost for the 10th time. And their last 11 games under Matt Rule. Matt Rule is now 11-26 and 26 as the Carolina Panthers head coach through two seasons and four games here in 2022. We had one week of good vibes, I'd say. In a way, it was really just pretending that the Panthers had things fixed and that, hey, they were close. They finally closed that gap. Mm, they didn't do that. That was not the case at all. The Carolina Panthers went right back to what they do under Matt Rule and lose 26-16 to at home against the Arizona Cardinals and now welcome in three teams over the next three weeks that were in the NFL's Final Four a year ago, Sunday against the 49ers, and I'm sure plenty of the faithful, the 49er fans that will be there at Make America Stadium on Sunday and then on the road against the Rams, the defending Super Bowl champs, and then the team that won the Super Bowl before then, Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It could go from one and three to one and six real fast. So is Matt Rule concerned about the possibility of that happening? Or is he hunky-dory thinking, you know what? Everything's fine. This is fine. Burning room. We're going to figure it out. Well, when asked about his job security on Monday, as he always has his day after press conference with the media, following him, watching the tape, and he can start answering the questions that he deflects on Sunday afternoon. He said, I've got a lot of confidence in myself. My staff, my players, I think everyone here is aligned. So that's what Matt Rule said. He also said that he believes that they will bounce back. They have always found a way to bounce back. Well, here's another stat for you. The Carolina Panthers following a loss under Matt Rule, you guessed it, 5-20. and They have not responded. We saw it happen last season where they lost seven straight games to end the year. They did not respond on six straight weeks following that loss to the Washington football team and Ron Rivera and Cam Newton coming back. Then this season, they did not respond to the Browns' loss. They did respond to the Giants' loss. Now we'll see on Sunday if they can respond to the loss against the Arizona Cardinals that they just suffered. My guess is they probably won't, unfortunately, just considering this is just who this team is under Matt Rule. And he was continued to ask about had he had any conversations with the Panthers owner, David Tepper, who many of you are imploring to fire Matt Rule. 
Rule has not spoken to Tepper as of this recording. I mean, when he sat down with the media on Monday, he had not talked to him. He says he typically meets with the Panthers owner on Mondays and on Tuesdays. And even last week, there were no conversations about whether he would be removed as his post from his post as the head coach of the Carolina Panthers. So if you're wanting David Tepper to fire him, just go back no more than eight days ago when Ian Rappaport of the NFL Network reported that David Tepper is going to remain patient and give Matt Rule every conceivable opportunity to turn things around and be the head coach that he brought in on a seven-year, $60 million contract. He wants to see it through until, apparently for him, it just is an untenable situation. Now, considering all the reports out there, and Jonathan Jones, who's been on the show, formerly covered the Carolina Panthers for the Charlotte Observer, he's now the, the lead NFL insider at CBS Sports. You can see him on the NFL today leading up to kickoff. He was reporting that they're not going to make a change with Baker Mayfield, and that Sam, that Sam Donald's not ready to go yet, and that Matt Rule will remain as the Panthers' head coach. And Matt said it as much on Monday as well that Baker Mayfield will remain the quarterback. Sam Darnold is not even close, according to Matt Rule, to being ready to come back and to play in an NFL game. And like I said to y'all yesterday, you know it's that dire here locally when fans are chanting Sam Darnold's name. Now, not only chanting fire rule, they're chanting Sam Darnold. They're out on Baker Mayfield after four weeks. That's how bad things have gotten here in Carolina. That's statistically the worst starting quarterback since he entered the league in 2018. Sam Darnold is now seen, I know not really, but to some as a potential savior from the awful quarterback play that we've seen so far from Baker Mayfield. I have more Baker Mayfield stats for you guys here in a moment, but Matt Rule said that Baker Mayfield will remain in place as a starting quarterback, mainly because they don't have any other options. We've seen how much faith they have in P.J. Walker. Sam went down last year. They started P.J. for the Cardinals game. But before he even got a chance to start, they brought in Cam Newton off the street on a Thursday. And then 10 days later, brought him to be the starter in that loss to Washington. That's how much confidence they have in P.J. Walker. That's why they drafted Matt Corral. And that's why they brought in Baker Mayfield. P.J. is only on the roster because of Corral and Darnold's injuries. They don't trust in him. I totally understand people out there who would say, you might as well give him an opportunity. Why keep watching Baker and why keep watching Sam? The whole definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. Yeah, that's basically what's happening here in Carolina, but that's how he looks at it at this point in time. And the batted passes remain an issue. And someone asked him how Baker was prickly about it and that he wanted to deny that that wasn't even an issue, even though no one in the league has more batted down passes than Baker Mayfield since 2018. It comes with the territory of starting Baker Mayfield as your quarterback. And Matt Rule brought up that it happened five times on Sunday, and the cause oftentimes has been in the three-step drops, and it's based on timing. So Baker Mayfield is not getting the ball out quick enough. Is that something that we've heard before? Absolutely. It also would help if the offensive line could do a better job engaging the defensive linemen that they're going up against and pushing them back so that they don't have an opportunity to get their hands up and to knock down a pass. But from what I've heard from Matt Rule, what I've seen also from NFL analysts on Twitter, this seems to be a Baker Mayfield issue as far as all these batted down passes, and that, unfortunately, is going to continue. Baker's got to find a way to get more windows. Maybe Ben McAdoo could help him. But through four weeks, it hasn't happened. And overall, when you look at the offense, Matt Rule keeps going back to third down. 
saying that we have to fix third down. Currently, the Carolina Panthers are converting only 25.5% of their third downs. If you're wondering, yes, it is dead last in the National Football League. You can't win if you cannot convert on third down. And they're one of the worst, as far as it goes, like third and long teams in the yards to go on third down. They are one of the worst in the NFL. But they had opportunities like on the opening drive where it's third and one, and they couldn't get it. The old line has to be better in a situation. There's multiple occasions where they had a third and short in Baker either missed somebody or they did not get enough of a push up front. Either way, it's not working offensively for the Carolina Panthers, and which is why we're sitting here talking about a one and three football team and there being very little hope that they're going to be able to turn things around, especially with Baker Mayfield as their starting quarterback, considering how he's played through the first four weeks of the season. Now, Matt Rule, we'll get into it later on because we're going to continue to talk about why Matt Rule's here, when might we see a change, could he go back to college. He's not interested in answering any questions about whether he's been contacted about these college openings. You know who's probably been contacted? His agent, Trace Armstrong. That's how these things go. The coach coaches the games. The agent will field calls, will answer calls, whatever, and see what options might be there so that Matt Rule can find a soft landing when he eventually does get fired here in Carolina. And there was conversation about the booze also on Sunday. Baker Mayfield saying that it didn't bother him. He's, he said, hey, you know what we did right after we were getting booed? We scored a touchdown. So maybe we need to boo them the entire time for them to play like that throughout the entirety of the game. I don't know. But Matt Rule, one thing I have respect about Matt Rule is he came out on the Mac attack on WFNZ before the season started and said the fans should be upset. I have not gone out there, and we have not won games. If we don't win games, they should be upset. They pay money for this product, and we have not been good enough. He went out there and says that I get it. I completely get it. And he respects the fact that the Panthers fans are booing him because he's 11-26, and 1-26 in games where his team gives up 17 points or more. And they are, what, 6-13 and 13 in the last 19 out of 21 games where they have led. That's why he's getting booed. And he is not discouraged by it and totally understands that it comes to the territory, which I guess I'll give him credit for that, for being self-aware. Whereas Baker, doing the whole thing he did back in Cleveland, trying to wage war with the fans, that never works out well for you. Please do not do that. Please proceed cautiously moving forward, especially if you're going to be the worst starting quarterback in the NFL, which so far, Baker, that's what you have been. I hate to say it. I believed in you. I still would like to believe in you, but the writing's on the wall. You don't have many time left, and you've stunk so far. So maybe, just maybe, don't sit here and talk down to the fans and try to dismiss them being upset because you can't do your job at a high enough level to help this team win, that you are directly holding back this entire franchise with this season. Yeah, Matt Rule, of course it falls back on him. The quarterback play has been abysmal. There's the weapons there, the offensive line's better, the defense is good enough, and the special teams has been vastly improved. The reason why they're losing is because of the head coach, of course, but really because Baker Mayfield has not been good enough up into this point in time. The one thing I didn't get into yesterday, because we didn't talk a lot about the game, you get in the short yardage situation, and Christian McCaffrey's running the football. I thought they brought in Deontay Foreman for those exact situations. And Matt Rule said that it's not Christian, and certainly, when I tweeted out that it was embarrassing from the offensive line, but then second off, why was Foreman not in there? I was acknowledging that the O-line 
interior-wise, cannot get pushed back like that. Austin Corbett, Brady Christensen, Pat Elfline have to do a better job in those situations. That being said, it's strange to me that they would give Christian only eight carries because of his hamstring issue, but they wouldn't give any more to Foreman, especially in those short yardage situations. Does it make a difference? I don't know. Probably not, but still don't really understand it. Matt Rill said that they're going to continue to have Christian on the field in those short yardage situations. And if that's the case, then why in the world is Deontay Foreman even on this roster? Injury-wise, Jeremy Chin went out after six plays with a hamstring issue. Joe Person from The Athletic was tweeting out, it seems like they're preparing for him to be out for a, certain, a decent amount of time. We'll see how long that's going to be. Uh, we'll have more of an update on Wednesday. Same thing with LaVishka Chenault, who went in with a left hamstring issue. He uh, pulled his other one, his right hamstring. So we'll see how that works out with him as he has taken over as like the fourth wide receiver over Terrace Marshall. So I don't know, man. It, it's not good. Matt Rule trying to make sense of it. Baker Mayfield, when he was asked about, hey, how can Baker get better? How can we figure it out with Baker? He said that it has to happen this week as far as Baker settling down his feet. Baker said week one, his feet were BS. And here we are through four weeks, and there's still BS. He has not fixed it. That progress that apparently came from week one to two to two to three did not show up from three to four. At least I didn't see it. I saw a lot of the same, and that is what is holding back this team. And the main reason, in my opinion, they're sitting here at one and three. Of course, too, it is the head coach. So Baker's not playing well. The savior now appears to be Sam Darnold in some eyes. And I do say this in jest, because of course we know that Sam Darnold really is not the answer. But when? At what point do they finally just say, Baker, thanks, but no thanks. Sam, we're paying you a boatload of money. Can you bail us out? We'll get into that here in just a moment on Locked On Panthers. Our next partner has a product I use literally every day. I started taking AG1 from Athletic Greens, well, because it showed up on my doorstep one day, and I looked it up and found out that, hey, man, this stuff is pretty good for you. So what's in it? With one, that's only one delicious scoop of AG1, you are absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, source superfoods, probiotics and adaptogens to help you start your day right this special blend of ingredients supports your gut health your nervous system your immune system your energy recovery focus and aging all of those things ag1 from athletic greens is lifestyle friendly whether you eat keto paleo vegan dairy free or gluten free or just have a regular diet that is something that you can take to help you out it's also pretty cost effective it only costs you less than three dollars a day you're investing in your health and it's much cheaper than your cold brew habit AG1 from Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews. It's recommended by professional athletes and trusted by leading health experts across the globe. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs for your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NFL Network. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash NFL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. 
They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Five weeks before the 2021 NFL Draft, Carolina Panthers sent a second, fourth, and sixth round pick to the New York Jets to bring over former number three overall pick Sam Darnold to be their quarterback. And the thought then was that Darnold would be the answer for the long term here in Carolina. I told you then it wasn't going to work. It didn't work. But here we sit after Darnold failed. No confidence in P.J. Unfortunately, Cam 2.0 didn't lead to a second stint here as a full-time starter. And Baker Mayfield, this season's off-season experiment at quarterback, has not panned out through four weeks. Some fans are back here asking, and not just fans, people nationally are saying, okay, so uh, when does Sam Darnold come off of IR again? Well, according to Adam Schefter, Sam Darnold is now eligible to come off of injured reserve, but... He's still not close to being back from the high ankle sprain he suffered in late August in that preseason finale against Buffalo. According to a source, it's still, in the words of a source, going to be a while. And Matt Rule also said that Sam Darnold currently is not close to coming back. But he could practice next week. When the Panthers do designate Sam Darnold to return from IR, he has 21 days to be back on the active roster ready to go. Otherwise, he will be out for the season on IR. So they won't want to do it quick enough. They want to make sure that in the three-week period of time, when they designate him return, that he actually can return and be on the field, whether it's as a backup or as a starting quarterback here for the Carolina Panthers. I cannot believe that we're actually having this conversation of at what point do you put Sam Darnold back in the game? and to be the starter for the Carolina Panthers. At what point do you get there? So when you look at it, and I have more numbers on Baker Mayfield, who, again, has been the worst quarterback in the NFL through four weeks here to start off this 2022 season. Baker's QBR of 15.3 through the first four weeks of the season. And QBR on ESPN.com dates back to 2007. Only four other quarterbacks have a worse QBR to start off the first four weeks of the season than Baker Mayfield has currently at 15.3. Jamarcus Russell, Tyler Thigpen, Blaine Gabbert. And here's one for you, Jimmy Clausen. Baker Mayfield, through the first four weeks of the season, is playing at a level of Jimmy Clausen here in Carolina back in 2010. That's how bad it's been for Baker Mayfield. You can't even make excuses about OTAs, mandatory minicamp, and getting a playbook two weeks before training camp, and the sham competition between him and Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold was never this bad last season through a course of four games. Baker's been far worse. How? To start off the year, Darnold last season played well. The Panthers were 3-1. and one. He looked great. In that second half against Houston, McCaffrey went down with a hamstring injury. He looked really good in that first half against Dallas before he threw two picks in that third quarter and cost him the game. The Jets game looked great in the first half. uh, The Saints game, he looked good, had a hellacious pick. But Sam Darnold looked competent. He looked like someone that here in Carolina, 
had a solid foundation and could improve. Now, we saw how things fell apart without Christian McCaffrey. When you speak of Christian McCaffrey, like Baker Mayfield has not even been good with McCaffrey on the field. He's been worse than Sam Darnold was a year ago. So you can't even make that excuse for Baker because he has McCaffrey and McCaffrey's not being utilized like he was under Joe Brady. And I wonder, is that the scheme here that we have with Ben McAdoo, why McCaffrey's not seeing as many touches in the pass game? They used to run a lot of these choice routes. Depending on how the linebacker was lined up, McCaffrey would either you know run a, run a route to the inside or he'd run out to the sideline. We have not seen those this season. That is confusing to me considering – the put the one of the best things about Christian McCaffrey's ability to put defenders in conflict when trying to defend them out of the backfield, and particularly when it comes to linebackers. They're just not linebackers in this league that can run with Christian McCaffrey and keep him in front of them and to be good enough in pass coverage against a player of McCaffrey's caliber. But yet he's not getting an opportunity at all in Ben McAdoo's scheme. That's confusing. But back to Baker. You can even try to adjust his completion percentage. And maybe look at it as, okay, well, maybe he's having drops. Maybe it's not all Baker. Well, his just completing percentage at this point in time is 58.5. The only player he's ahead of is Justin Fields. So that's how bad Baker Mayfield is playing. And one of the things, too, when we're talking about scheme, and there's a question about the scheme fit here for Baker Mayfield under Ben McAdoo, one of the things that he did in Cleveland have a lot of success, and we have talked about this, was play action. Kevin Stefanski leaned on his run game with Nick Chubb. And with Kareem Hunt, and that's how they wanted to u- utilize the passing game by play fakes. Well, his QBR and play fakes so far this season is 57.0. Without a play fake, it's 6.7. So drastically, it drops off when they aren't doing play action in this offense. They're only going to play action 29.1% of the time, which is above average in the NFL, but clearly not nearly as high as it needs to be. When you have McCaffrey, that is the foundation of your offense. That should be the identity is running the football, which they barely did yesterday. And I understand getting behind, but that's really not an excuse because they still could have done it a lot earlier in the game and try to establish the run and to win that way. If that is the best piece of your offense and you cannot complete passes, why would you not run it more to then set up more play action to keep the defense off balance? That does not make sense to me. Now, speaking of QBR, on non-play fakes, the only players through the first four weeks of an NFL season who have the worst QBR in the situations are Blaine Gabbert and Jamarcus Russell. So that's how bad Baker Mayfield has been. And here's a conversation, too. All right, Baker's in the pocket, and he's having a lot of these balls batted down. Why don't we find a way to get Baker outside of the pocket? Well, so far this season outside of the pocket, he has a 5.6 QBR. So there is not really anything you can point to to think that Baker Mayfield is going to have more success other than play fakes. But we'll see how that works out moving forward. So when do you move on? When do you put Sam Darnold in there? Because right now, foreseeable future, it does not look like Sam Darnold is going to be available for this Sunday, which Matt Rule basically said on Monday. I wouldn't expect him to be ready for next week at LA or even the week after against Tampa Bay. So that would then be the first, what, five, six, seven games of the season. Again, would not be shocked to see this team at one and six. And at this point in time, it really feels like the way this offense is played two and five at best. Do you put in Sam Darnold at that point in time? I would think it would make sense. I I don't know. I I really don't know. 
it's going to continue to be Baker Mayfield, in my opinion, until the Carolina Panthers are completely out of it. Matt Rule hitched his wagon to Sam Darnold last year. It didn't work out. He's now hitched his wagon to Baker Mayfield. He's going to want to see it through, just like David Tepper is trying to see it through with Matt Rule. He's going to give Baker Mayfield as much time as possible until it completely is over and he has no other choice but to bring back Sam Darnold. I think the problem, though, is Rule will be fired at that point in time. Steve Wilkes, when he takes over his interim, will then bench Baker, and then you either start Sam or PJ, and I'm guessing they'll probably end up starting Sam because he's making a lot of money, and I don't know why the hell not. Season would be over at that point in time. Anyways, maybe you put in P.J. Walker. I don't know. I just don't think Baker's getting benched until Matt Rule is out of here in Carolina. So when is Matt Rule going to be fired then is the next question. That's not really a question for me. It's really a question for David Tepper. And is it best for all parties to move on now, considering all the factors that are out there involved? We'll get into that here in just a moment on Locked On Panthers. BetOnline.net is your number one source for football betting info this season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis on every game you can find. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. It's the fastest and the easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including Major League Baseball, MMA, boxing, and the PGA Tour. Head to BetOnline.net or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So every Friday, I do the weekly Friday mailbag here on Locked on Panthers. I take questions throughout the week. Go ahead and get them now, either at me or DM me on Twitter at Julian Council. And I've already gotten plenty asking me when Matt Rule is going to get fired. Folks, I don't know. Stop asking me. I have no clue when Matt Rule is going to get fired. He's going to get fired. You're going to get your wish. I have no idea when it's going to happen. So stop asking me when he's going to get fired. I do not know. Just letting you know that. Don't ask. I don't know. I don't make the decision. Tepper's going to make the decision eventually. He will get fired. You will get what you want. It's going to happen. Just stop asking me when he's going to get fired. In the meantime, though, we can still wonder when he's going to get fired because I don't know. My real question is to Panther fans because he's gone. It's an inevitability. Do you want Matt Rule fired right now in the hopes that a coaching change, Steve Wilkes as the interim, will salvage the season? Or do you think the season's already lost and you're generally over the incompetence and ready to wash your hands of him and stop delaying what is the in, is inevitable, that he's not going to be here much longer. And, and I asked this on Twitter. And let me pull up the tweet here in real time, a really recorded time, and see what people say. Because, I mean, there's, most people were saying the latter. I put out a, tw- a poll being like former or latter. 256 votes, still 22 hours and 31 minutes ago as of this recording. 88% said the latter, 12% said the former. So most of you are just over the incompetence, while I'm out of town, and to move on. I've also seen people saying, well, actually, it could be beneficial for both parties. I don't really know how it'd be beneficial for Matt Rule other than he keeps his job still. He's going to get the money regardless. Uh, but it'd be beneficial to the Panthers because they think that maybe 
Matt Rule and his incompetence and inability to get this team to win football games would then lead to the number one pick, and the Panthers could have their choice of C.J. Stroud of Ohio State, Bryce Young at Alabama, or Will Levis, who fumbled the game away at Kentucky but has all the physical tools, and people are going to try and pretend like it's Josh Allen. They could have him as well. And maybe Will Levis works out. Maybe, I don't know. We'll see. Because we had the conversation yesterday. People sit there and like, oh, man, we should take Mac Jones. Mac Jones had a good year last year. So early on in the preseason and the first couple weeks with New England, things didn't really look all that great offensively. Is it him? Is it Matt Patricia? I don't know. Either way, not great. Justin Fields, the only quarterback who's played worse than Baker, is Justin Fields. So the two guys that were available, and as I've stated before, the Panthers really believed in one of those guys they would have traded up. And really, it's like they really believe in Justin Fields, Mac Jones, and Trey Lance. And the uh, limited sample size we've seen of Trey Lance hasn't really blown me away. And unfortunately, he's out for the rest of the season. It hasn't blown me away to think that Lance was the right guy. And even looking at that draft, Zach Wilson gets – I think the Jets got a win. No, they lost to Pittsburgh, didn't I, I think they beat Pittsburgh. I can't remember. Um, but Zach Wilson, I mean, threw two picks. So he hasn't really been all that great. The only player that's been fine has been Trevor Lawrence. But he fumbled, I think, five times on Sunday – in that hurricane-soaked game in Philadelphia. But he's been better this year under a real head coach in Doug Peterson. So far, none of those guys have really been all that impressive out of that draft. So that just kind of illustrates how difficult it is to find a, head, a quarterback and why Matt Rule will not be here in Carolina because he has not been able to get someone, whether they didn't want to come here or the guys that were available at the draft. He passed them by. And had he drafted a first-round quarterback, that could have bought him more time. Had he brought in Justin Fields... He could have had maybe another season after this to wait and see because after year three is when you have to make a decision on a fifth-year option for these first-round players. And they could have wrote it out another year in the hopes that Justin Fields could get it done. But they didn't decide to do that. Same thing with Mac Jones. He didn't want to do that. And here we are still having the conversation of what are you going to do at quarterback and, you know, when's he going to be gone? I still feel like David Tepper is going to ride this thing out. Just going off Ian Rappaport's report that he wants him to have him being Matt Rule. He wants to give Matt Rule as much time as, patient, as possible. He's trying to be patient. I don't know how much more patient this man can really be and if really he's being patient at all or if he's just being stubborn, which is probably is a lot of he's being stubborn in that the guy that he brought in, he fired Ron Rivera. I didn't think it was a bad decision to fire Ron. It made sense considering, hey, things had kind of deteriorated. Why? Because Cam Newton was injured. And you see how hard it is to win games. We don't have a quarterback, and Matt Rule's never had a quarterback, and that's why we're having the conversation about Matt Rule right now as he's 11-26 and 26 through 37 games because he has not had a quarterback. And a lot of that is on him, and, of course, a lot of that is on David Tepper. Maybe David Tepper is self-aware enough to know that, you know what, I, pu- I pushed the only good quarterback, I mean, in good relatively, just based off of the curve of what we've seen that they've had here in Teddy Bridgewater because that was the only time the offense ever looked competent here in Carolina. Bridgewater is what he is. And he was the same guy throughout his career that we saw here in 2020 as he's been since he left and prior to that. He's just okay. But he's a lot better than what we've seen out of Sam Darnold, what we've seen out of Baker Mayfield thus far. And they couldn't wait to get that guy out of the door. Was it a bad decision? I think it was only a bad decision because it just illustrated they did not have a plan. You could have hung on to Bridgewater for another year and then brought in a rookie and had the rookie ready to start now. They needed to be in a position here in year three where they had their long-term quarterback option figured out. And even with Baker Mayfield, 
they did not accomplish that coming into the season with him as a starter because we did not know what it was going to look like. And I think the safe bet, and certainly my bet, was that he probably was not going to be the answer, but he could be better than Sam and get you in a position to be in the playoffs. But there's a reason why the Browns didn't want to tie themselves to this guy for the future because they just did not think he was a franchise-caliber quarterback. And through four weeks, he's already shown that he's not going to be the answer long-term here in Carolina. This is, again, about Matt Rule, and it's also a lot about David Tepper. David Tepper probably doesn't want the embarrassment of, I gave this guy a ton of money, I reset the coaching market, which pissed off a lot of owners, and then after 37 games, 38 games, 39 games, 40 games, I don't know what it's going to be, I pulled the plug. But you get the one in six, I can't see that he's going to be cool enough of Matt Rule to stick around here. And here's the thing about it, too. Just for everyone's sake, David Tepper talked about when he fired Ron Rivera four weeks left in the season that he never wanted to have his organization at a competitive disadvantage. Well, he's done that by having hired Matt Rule. And we can keep going back to Matt Rule never being a ranked team back in college and having never won a conference championship. You also have to have the context of the situations that he inherited. When he got to Temple, look at Temple historically. No one wins there. Bruce Arians, Super Bowl winning head coach, did not even win at a high level at Temple. That is a program in the middle of Philadelphia where we've seen a lot of city schools, especially in college football, just fall apart. They were never good. Temple has never been good. But Matt Rule actually had in a position after Al Golden left to go to Miami that he could have them competing and playing for an American championship and hosting college game day and giving Notre Dame a really good game. Like He went out there and did a great job at Temple. If you look at the context of the – Struggles with that program, recruiting-wise, infrastructure, facilities, support. What he did at Temple is an amazing coaching job by Matt Rule. Going to Baylor and taking over for the mess that Art Bryles left behind and Ken Starr and Ian McCaw, who's now the AD over at Liberty, to go in there and to turn that thing around and have them where they blew it against OU twice – one at home, and then the later on, when they're down to their third-screen th- quarterback in a Big 12 cha- championship game, he had them on the cusp of like being a playoff team. He did that in three years at Baylor in a horrid situation. So he's a good college coach. Let's not say it or act like he's not. There's a lot of good college – not a lot. There's going to be some good college jobs out there for Matt Rule. So if it comes November, wouldn't it just be best – and even not even November, if it comes – Already in mid, we get to mid October and it's just not going to work, which clearly it's not going to work now. But if David Tepper wants to keep hanging and giving him more opportunities, like, dude, if you're one in six and it's October 24th, why not just get rid of him so the guy can get an opportunity to figure out who his staff's going to go be with him if he goes to Arizona State? The Wisconsin job is open and the Big Ten money with the billion dollar TV deal is going to be massive. That, that might fit him. Nebraska is open as well in the Big Ten. Auburn eventually, maybe this weekend, they're going to fire Brian Harson. I was listening to Stephen Godfrey, who uh, does the Split Zone Duo with Richard Johnson and um, with Alex Kirshner, a really good college football podcast. And Stephen Godfrey is plugged in, guys. He was talking about how Matt Rule would make a lot of sense at Auburn. If Auburn's open, that's an SEC job. What all these colleges are trying to do is they want to fire the coach early so they can then get someone else and have them with their coaching staff and start recruiting because the early signing day is now in December. Knowing that, why would you not just wash your hands of rule and give him an opportunity to talk to these teams? I mean, Georgia Tech's open. I don't think that's the job he's going to want. Louisville, Scott Satterfield, he's definitely cooked after losing to Boston College this weekend. West Virginia's going to be open. Mizzou, maybe. It's just, 
how much longer is he going to drag it out? Because at this point, it seems like a lot of you who listen to the show and are a fan of the team think the season's already over after four weeks. And only one time in this franchise's history have they started off one and three and gone to the playoffs. And it was a very similar situation with Ron Rivera back in 2013. The problem is, as I brought up, they had Cam Newton. Matt Rule doesn't. And the fact that Matt Rule has never been able to find a replacement after dumping Cam Newton the first time is why we're having a conversation right now of when is David Tepper going to pull the plug and admit that he made a mistake and that Matt Rule is incapable of winning in the NFL at a high level and not embarrassing this organization and the folks in the city and anyone out there who loves the team. That's what we want to know. I don't know. So, again, stop asking me. But it is reasonable to ask. Wouldn't it just be better to do it now just so Matt can find a way to move on with his life, Tepper can find a way to move on with his life, and certainly all the fans out there can also find a way to move on and not be royally ticked off about a coach who clearly is never going to get it done here in Carolina. All right, so that's going to wrap up this edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, hosted by yours, Julie, Julian Council. Again, guys, make sure to watch the show, subscribe to the show over on our Locked On Panthers YouTube channel. You can also check us out wherever you get your podcasts. Just be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. And follow me on Twitter at Julian Council, where every single Friday I answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions here on the show, either at me or DM me on Twitter at Julian Council. In the meantime, be safe, be happy, be whole. As always, keep pounding, and we need to keep pounding more than ever. And I will talk to you all tomorrow. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL Draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.